This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 85, where we have an exclusive interview with David Mazous of Gotham over at Heroes Villain Fan Fest London. I'm David Mazouz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites. This is Derek. I'm one of your hosts of Gotham TV Podcast. John isn't with me today, but he was with me when we got the chance to meet David Mazous, who plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham, as I'm sure you know. Uh, really lovely interview. Really, really enjoyed it. Had a great time. And um, this was over at Hero- Heroes and Villains Fan Fest London, uh, an event where there were six members of the cast of Gotham, uh, including Malavint Melia, who was uh, played the ogre in season one, uh, Sean Pertwee, Drew Powell, Robin Lord Taylor, uh, Jessica Lucas, uh, and David Masseuse himself. Uh, got the chance to meet up with him and sit down and talk all about some great fun stuff. He's a really intelligent guy and really thoughtful answers. I hope you enjoy uh, our interview with him. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go over to gothamtvpodcast.com slash iTunes and you can pick up our episode reviews as they come out each week. Uh, we'll also have a very special interview, an exclusive interview with Robin Lord Taylor and Drew Powell, also at Heroes Villains Fan Fest. So this one is our hero interview. That one will be the villains interview. So without further ado, take it away, David. Hi, this is Derek. I'm one of your hosts. Hi, this is John, one of your other hosts. And we've got a very special guest with us for our podcast today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm David Mazouz, and I play Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Excellent. Welcome on board. It's so good to have you with us for this uh, for this for this podcast. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're coming from uh, from Hearsville Fan Fest in London, uh, the huge Gotham event. Really, loads of the cast have been here uh, for the show. Yeah, I think there's um, there was like six of us on the yeah. panel. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It was. Um, it's it's really it's really nice when because I do a lot of these conventions and a lot of times it's only it's only me sometimes it's only me and Sean right but it's great when we have um, a really big one like this and yeah the, the whole Gotham family can come and kind of unite absolutely and is there much difference between the US conventions and the UK convention that you've seen I today think the UK conventions are cooler yeah the accents are so much cooler <laughs> <laughs> excellent you get to hear everybody sounding like yeah. Sean <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. Sean didn't sound so weird here <laughs> excellent <laughs> these people sound normal to Sean <laughs> um, no it's it's cool because um. In, in, the, in the U.S., when you go to, like, say, uh, I don't know, a convention in Tennessee, mm-hmm. like, say, in Nashville, you get, you ask people where they're from, and they always, they always say, like, oh, I'm from some little town in the suburbs right. of Nashville. You ask people where they're from here, there's Finland, Italy, uh-huh. France, Switzerland, Belgium, yep. Denmark, like, it's just all, all over, the, and I'm a geography buff, and right. a history buff, so it's just so cool to me, it's like, the fact that all these people, like, it just makes you realize, like, how close different countries can be to each other. Like, Absolutely. coming from America, you, Takes six hours to get out of California. <laughs> like, what's it like working with with Sean, with Danny Cannon as well? Like, what's the working with uh, people from the UK? And, There's so many people from the UK. All oh, the Brits on set. Yeah, Aaron Richards up as well. Yeah, Aaron from Wales. Yeah. Um, Sean obviously uh-huh. uh, worked with him probably the most intimately from the UK, but also yeah. um, Danny, like you said, Danny yeah. Cannon. He's um, he's British. Bruno yeah. Heller, our creator, is yeah. also British. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, they're, 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 I mean, every, everybody's great on the show. Yeah. It's but, great exposure to yeah. all the, like, different cultures, different people from different, whole, yeah. whole host of different places. And I, it's, it's interesting because I, I was talking to Sean about this, um, a while ago. And, you know, in the superhero world, in the, like, not even just DC, but in, like, the entire superhero world, DC, Marvel, all, all the, the big ones. Yeah. Um, 
there aren't a lot of British characters. Not really. And Alfred is like one of the only ones. That's true, yeah. yeah. And like the only other one I can think of is, is Jarvis from Iron Man. Of course. Yeah. But he's a computer, yes. so he doesn't really count. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so like, like I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's so great to be able to have that. I don't know why there are so many Americans in, 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 the, in the comic book. Absolutely. Like, why? We, we have to give a shout out, shout out to Peggy Carter from uh, from Marvel because she's here today. And, uh, okay. Heidi yes. Atwell plays her. So she's another great British superhero. Yeah. So we have, have to <laughs> give her a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but, they're, but they're limited. Sean was really, when, when we interviewed him previously, he was really high praised for you. Like, what's it like the other way? Uh, what's it like working with Sean? Uh, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, I don't know. I love Sean. Sean. Sean really is one of, he's, I mean, besides the fact that he's always there looking out for me on set, always um, really taking care of me, he's such a he's such a good guy, yeah. and he he's I mean, also he's an amazing actor. I he, I looked up to him so much. I learned so much from him every time I work with him. Yeah. Um, and just being around him, he's just, he's so funny. He's such a nice guy. And he really he really cares um, about me and about um, everybody that he's with. And yeah. I feel like our relationship, like. The Bruce Alfred relationship, as you can see on the screen, is a very, very special one. Absolutely. And it's very intimate. It's, it's unlike anything that I think, I can think of. Um, cause it, it, first, I mean, first of all, it's, it's ever flowing. It's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. They kind of started out as a butler master relationship, then turned into a parent son, you know, parent son relationship. And yeah. then it kind of, now they're kind of at the point where they're partners and they're, they're working together and they're, yeah. they're kind of they're equals. Um, and, because of that, it's such a special, unique, dynamic relationship. But besides, besides the fact that like kind of the stages that they go through, they they really care about each other in a very, very special way. And I don't think that that's all fake. That's all not all for the show. That's yeah. um, some of that does come from the, the special relationship that Sean and I have. Absolutely. Is there a particular like storyline between uh, Bruce and Alfred that you really kind of like hooked into, or, like thought it was a really good development for these two characters? Yes, there's a very, very, very strong one um, at the end of the season. Oh right! And I'm not, I'm not just saying that just, just because I don't want to talk about it. But, Teasers. Uh, there's there, the my very, very favorite scene ever to shoot. I don't know how it's going to turn out because okay. I haven't hasn't aired yet in America. Even. Of course, yeah. Um, it's it's part of the the um, two part season finale, mm-hmm. the two hour season finale um, that of season three. And there is this one scene. I mean, it's kind of like the whole arc building up to it as well, but specifically there's one scene, and you'll see what I mean, uh-huh. um, between Alfred and Bruce, that is, it, it, it really shows how much Alfred is to Bruce and the fact that he represents everything, the, the core, the core of, of Bruce's values and Batman's values, Excellent. um, lie in Alfred. And, you know, Al- Alfred is the only person that, that Bruce knew before the pilot. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the show, every every single other character Bruce met or mm-hmm. yeah. um, was introduced to uh, after his parents died, after the events of our show started. Yeah. Alfred is the only person that Bruce knew growing up. And there's just something really, really special that I don't think can be explained in words yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's really, yeah, really, really good relationship. It comes across so strongly on the, on the show, definitely. Uh, our biggest, I think one of our favorites has been with Reggie, the, uh, yeah. uh, the friend of Alfred that comes back into yeah. Bruce's life. Yeah. That's been a, been a great scene. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was really great. And I particularly love that because it really showed what Alfred could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it showed a darker, uh, it showed a darker side to Alfred mm-hmm. in, in, um, in bringing his past. Absolutely. But also, 
Reggie kind of was in trying to influence Bruce in this very negative kind of way. Yeah. Um, and Alfred was kind of the other, the, the light side of that. And mm-hmm. it was, and that, that's something that, that's a very common theme in Gotham. Bruce kind of straddling the dark and the good. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the good, the good and the bad, the dark and the light. Um, and in that specific situation, it was, it was really Alfred kind of pulling Bruce, um, back from this negative influence of Reggie. Excellent. Uh, we have got one question from one of our listeners, or two actually, but one, uh, from the first one from Doug Green, uh, who says, how did you approach playing two characters in this season with, 514A and Bruce, obviously, the Bruce Ganger and Bruce. How did you approach yeah. playing the two characters differently? The Bruce Ganger. The Bruce Ganger. <laughs> I'm going to use it. <laughs> I've been trying to come up with a clever name for the Doppelganger. I think Bruce Ganger is really good. I think Davide could have that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so playing Bruce and the Bruce Ganger, um, how did I approach that? I mean, okay, so first of all, when I first... This was, this was very interesting because I had no warning that this was coming on right. at all. Um, normally... When something huge happens to a character or a character's storyline, um, the writers kind of give you an advance beforehand and right. say, hey, by the way, this is going to happen in three scripts from now. Uh-huh. Be prepared. I had no, like, like, when, like when, when Bruce found the, the quote unquote wing cave, mm-hmm. um, at the end of season one, I knew that was going to happen. Right. I knew some of the bigger stuff that's going on in season three was going to happen beforehand. Um, but this, I, I had, I had no idea. So I opened the script and, all of a sudden, there's this at the very the very last page of season two. Yeah. There's this doppelganger with Bruce Wayne. I was like, "What? <laughs> Wait, what's going on here?" And I had no idea what it was. And then I went the next day. I talked to the to the writers about it, and I talked to Bruno, our creator. And he was like, "He was like, um, just wait and see." Next and season. so I was like, "Okay." And so we got to season three, and I, w- I mean, my my initial reaction was shock, but after that, it was. Really gratitude to the writers for giving me such um, a challenge mm. because it is a challenge to be able to play um, to to have to play two completely different characters, and I do see them as two completely different yeah. characters, and not one as a version of the other. Right. Um, but I see them as two completely different characters in the same project, in the same show, and oftentimes in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the one thing that I really wanted to make sure of um, when approaching this was that these were different people yeah. and um, also the fact that, that this other character this Bruce Ganger was was human and that he he suffered himself you know he was born in a lab he was sent off into the world and he was completely lost mm-hmm. um, and had no purpose and was desperate for, for for somebody to notice him somebody to believe in him or for just something to do um, and at the same time because he was he had, he had no human interaction. He had kind of no awareness of social etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what he, what he did was kind of like what a three-year-old would do. If he wanted something, he would just take it right. kind of, um, not really conscious of the fact that what he, what he's doing might be, um, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but uh, having, uh, effectively having superpowers as well as a character right. is exactly. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I, he's, a, he's a very, very layered character. Definitely. Um, and so I really wanted to, to make sure that but also at the same time, I want to make sure that these these characters, Bruce and the the Bruce Wayne, were were different. They mm-hmm. were they. I didn't want to play them the same way. Just one was Michael Wick and one wasn't. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted to be clear that this was a very different person. Absolutely. Great job. Great job. Definitely. Yeah. And um, the second question is from Claire Payne, one of our listeners, and um, says, "What one thing has your character done that has helped your character to develop to where they are now in season three? One big moment that happens. One happens. big moment. One big moment. 
feel like there's been so many. Things. I feel like the most obvious one is the parents being killed. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I but but that's an obvious answer. So I'm going to try to come up with something a little more original. Um, <laughs> it's the first time we've heard you say it, so that's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's but that's not that that's been explored in every version of the Batman yeah. mythos, and that's mm-hmm. kind of um, been the the reason for. Bruce Wayne, some rich kid becoming, taking on the, um, responsibility of protecting Gotham, yeah. um, in, in every incarnation of Batman that's existed. So I, I feel like, um, it's not a very, I feel like I, I could say that and it'll be true. Uh-huh. It is a big moment that has shaped Bruce and season three, but, um, specifically for our version of Bruce, um, I think one moment that, that has shaped him is the moment at the end of the premiere of season two, um, when Bruce was opening his, Father's letter, um, when he very, when he very first started to the, um, the Wayne Cave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his father basically said to him, you could go down this path of, um, responsibility and duty to Gotham. It's going to kill you. It's going to be extremely hard, but you could do it. Yeah. But don't do it. Right. Choose happiness instead. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do this only if you feel um, a very strong calling. And obviously, we, don't, we never even see Bruce hesitate. He never even con- considers to choose happiness, even yeah. though his father so desperately urges him to. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Bruce holds his father in very, very high regard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's because he, he knows exactly what his father's talking about. Yeah, And he, yeah. Does, he does feel that calling. Definitely. And, um, and that kind of... I think that it was never really explored so much in the following episodes, but I think um, that really awakens a kind of sense of, um, of calling inside, inside of him. And yeah. he, he says to himself, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to commit to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has only, to that resolve has only been strengthened as the episode has progressed. That like, was a great moment. Like, will we see the Wayne cave come back at all? Do we know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I don't, I don't know the answer. So <laughs> it's not even like I'm hiding it from you. I have no idea. I'm Good. sorry. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think we've got to about wrap it up now. But uh, yeah. one big question. So everybody always asks the, the question of, are you going to put the cape on? I, I just want to know which of the, which of the costumes would yeah. you like to wear? If you had a choice of all of the Batman costumes over the years, from the most recent, obviously, Ben Affleck's uh, super suit, to uh, obviously yeah. all the other costumes that you've seen, which one would you choose to wear if you had a choice? First of all, I love that question. Yep. <laughs> Do, does it have to be a live action? It can costume? be. It can be one of the cartoon costumes or one of the comic yeah. book costumes. I think I'm gonna go with the. I've never thought about this, so I, this. Catch I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm, I'm gonna go home and think about it. I'm gonna be like, oh, I should have said this. Uh-huh. But what's coming to me now is, I think my favorite one is the Batman costume from the Court of Owls storyline. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that one. Scott Snyder's, uh, yeah. Scott Snyder's uh, storyline, sorry. And Greg, Greg Capullo's artwork. Yeah. Greg Capullo's Scott yeah. Snyder. Yeah. I think, I think it's really, I think it's really cool. Uh-huh. The kind of, the kind of gray, um, with the, with the elongated, um, bat symbol. Yeah. Yeah. On the chest. I really it's like very that. cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, one small little oh, question. <laughs> Wait. When you get your license, which Batmobile would you like to drive? <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I really like the Ben Affleck Batmobile. Oh, yeah. yes. I think I'm going to have to go yeah. Ben Affleck Batmobile. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, David Mazis, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Yeah. Really good so to have much. you with us. I really appreciate uh, it. Thanks so much. That's it. That's the end of our interview with David Mazus. Such a good guy. And it's so nice of him to take the time out from a really busy event at Heroes Villains Fan Fest. He really took the time. He, he has, he has cues 
out the door for him every time we saw him over the weekend. So, so happy that he got the chance to sit down with us and talk to us for a while. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, remember we do have our interview with Robin Lord Taylor and Drew Powell, also from Heroes Villains Fan Fest, coming up later this week. And we also have weekly reviews of Gotham Season 3 uh, coming out every Wednesday. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go to gothamtvpodcast.com slash iTunes or search for us on any good or evil podcast catcher. Just search for Gotham TV Podcast and our podcast will come popping up right there for you. Thanks so much for joining us. I'll be back later in the week with John for our review of Gotham Season 3, Episode 8, Blood Rush. Bye now. I'm David Mizzou, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.